Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Nature Nerd Knowledge Podcast. This is episode 16, The Resurgence of the Wise Woman. With everything that's going on right now, politically and in the news, I felt that this was the perfect time to begin this topic. I will absolutely be getting more specific in later episodes as I feel that they need to be presented, but today is the precursor or the the first episode of what will be many about the wise woman and how to be a wise woman in a time when it is needed more now than it has been in a very long time. I am not going to share my own personal political view because it's irrelevant to what it is that I'm going to be talking on today. As women, we are so desperate for empowerment, to have our power back, because we feel like it's been taken from us. And in some ways, it very much so has been taken for thousands of years. Women have been oppressed through pretty much every civilization, religion, belief system, etc. And men, this isn't for you to dip out of this episode because I know a lot of you are very passionate right now about women's rights and wanting to protect the women in your life and wanting to make sure that they are being heard and seen. So this is for you as much as it is for the women listening because I want you to be able to pass this on to the women in your life and also to have a better understanding for yourself. There are a lot of books out there that you can find that are starting to discuss the concept of matriarchy or just the the power of women as they gather together in general. I've read a few over the last decade and I have a list of a bunch more I'm actually planning to get soon to read because it's such a powerful concept that is not discussed as much as it should be. But I wanted to have this episode because of everything that's going on right now. And a lot of women and men are angry and filled with so much rage. And I want, I don't want to say want, but it is my hope that this episode can help you to direct that rage into something healthy and beneficial for you and all of the women in your life in a way that can really make change, that gives you your power back. So I want to go back in time for a minute here. Not too far back, because as I said, for thousands of years, women have been oppressed. And I I don't want to go into a huge history lesson here. So we're just going to go back a few decades to birth control. During the sexual revolution, birth control was seen as something that could empower women. And it was this really exciting thing. It was at a time that was just very different and everything was changing and women were starting to open up sexually and explore more themselves in a way that they felt that they'd been oppressed for a very long time in a way that was more open in society. And in some ways, I think that that was helpful, but in a lot of ways, I think it actually oppressed us further. And I know that that is a controversial concept, but let me explain. 
when we as women are immediately put on birth control as teenagers or the moment that we get our period or as soon as we become sexually active, we are not holding our power. We're giving it away. We are giving our power away to the sick care system, to the pharmaceutical industry, and giving them the power to essentially control our fertility. Birth control comes with a huge laundry list of side effects. Things like blood clots, things like heart issues. And for a lot of women that they're that we're now seeing after decades of birth control use is a huge decline in fertility. You have so many women today that are struggling to have regular periods, that are struggling with their hormones, with things like PCOS and endometriosis, are being told that without IVF, they'll never have children of their own. And a big part of that, I feel like, is hormonal birth control. When your body is given hormones from an outside source, it will stop producing those hormones on its own a lot of the time. And so then when you stop the birth control, your body has been not creating the hormones for so long that for some people, they never turn back on because their body doesn't know how to anymore at least not without help. There are herbs that can help you. I have used them myself. They do work. I have family members that have used them that went months and months without a period after many years of birth control use, stopped birth control, was still not having periods for a very long time, was told that without medical intervention, they'd probably never have children, started taking the herbs and are now having cycles again. So there is hope, but that's not the point of this, of what I'm saying. So with birth control creating some of the fertility issues and not only the the fertility issues, but also creating emotional issues, there are a lot of birth control threads you can find online of women who have are sharing their experiences with hormonal birth control where it literally made them go crazy until they stopped taking it made them emotionally unstable, made them feel like they had no control over their bodies, over their emotions, over their thoughts, nothing. Even made some people suicidal or really depressed. That does not sound like a product that gives women power. It is oppressing you. Beyond that, by being told that birth control is the only way to have any say in whether or not you get pregnant also takes your power away because it's simply not true. There are so many different ways to avoid pregnancy and still be able to have sex. Because I don't think teaching abstinence is fair because what about somebody who's in a loving relationship or has been married for 20, or not 20, but like married for five to 10 years and is of birthing age but isn't ready for kids or is done having kids. They shouldn't have to be told that their only option is birth control or to not have sex. That's taking away a woman's power. That's taking away this beautiful part of creation that we have a say in 
and should have a say in as a woman because we're the one that has to grow this human being and nurture it and raise it until it's old enough to feed itself. So here's where it gets interesting for me. I myself was on birth control for two years in my early 20s, and it made me a mess. I was the most weepy version of myself I had ever been. Everything made me cry. I had no control over my emotions. I'd get angry for no reason. I'd get combative for no reason. I'd get sad for no reason. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. So I started trying to find what are my other options other than a pill every day? Because this is ridiculous. And most of what I found was other methods of hormonal birth control, a patch, a ring, a shot. And I was like, the hormones are the problem. Why are all of the alternatives just more of the same problem dressed in a different suit? That, that's not helpful for me. And I am so glad I kept looking because I found the fertility awareness method. And that is the first step as a woman that I experienced in learning how to take my power back from a system that is built to oppress us as women. Because it is. Birth control and the way that the healthcare system approaches women's fertility is oppressive because they do not teach us what we all should be taught from the moment that we learn about menstruation and cycles as young girls. Think about your health class in elementary, middle, or high school. I know different states teach it at different times. How many of you were taught about how to track cycles, about your ovulation, about cervical mucus or fluid, and what that means for your fertility? How many of you were taught about syncing with the moon and moon lodges and how to better understand your cycle so you know when you're actually fertile and how much of your cycle you're actually not fertile at all? We only have a fertility window of about 48 hours in a 28-day cycle. How many of you were taught those things? Instead, you were taught probably, like I was, that you bleed, about how much you'll bleed, and these are the products you use for it. That was it. At 22 years old, I learned for the first time how my fertility cycle actually worked. I had no clue before that. I had no clue what basal body temperature was. I had no clue what cervical fluid was. No one taught us that because our mothers weren't taught that. And a lot of us, our grandmothers weren't taught that either because we've been stuck in this system for around 100 years where even when you look at birth, they would knock you out and pull the baby out with giant forceps or a vacuum And then you'd wake up a couple hours later to a baby in your arms. That's oppressing women. That is taking away this incredibly spiritual experience that we as women get to have by bringing a human being into this life. And now it's so medicalized that C-sections are higher now than they've ever been. And for a lot of the time, 
and this is probably going to trigger some people too, it's medically unnecessary, but they're pushed into it and pushed into a bunch of unnecessary interventions for the convenience of the medical staff. The birthing system as it is done in hospitals in America today is not in the best interest of mothers and children. It is for the best interest of the convenience and costs for the hospital and its staff. So many women are traumatized and victims to this system and then they are told that without the system they would have died or they would have lost their baby and it is a lie in most cases. There are, of course, going to be rare circumstances, but they've always, throughout all time, have been rare and you've been lied to. You have been robbed of beautiful, amazing experiences that you could have had by a corrupted, sick, twisted, femininely oppressed system. So back to birth control. I'm very passionate about this, if you can't tell. (laughs) So at 22, I read the book, Taking Charge of Your Fertility. And like I said, at 22 years old, I learned about my body in a way I had never been taught by anybody. And in my 30s now, talking to other women in their 30s or older, they still don't know this information. This is not information that we are taught. It is hidden from us. And instead, we are pushed into the oppressive system that takes away our power as women, as creators, as portals between the spiritual realm and the physical realm to bring beings here. It is hidden from us. But the truth is that if you learn your cycles, if you learn your body, if you learn how to track your basal temperature, how to track your cervix positioning, because that changes based on where you're at in your cycle. If you learn about cervical fluid and the four different kinds that are present as your body's preparing for ovulation, if you learn about the luteal phase and the length of that, you can completely control how and when you get pregnant if you want to or how to completely avoid it if you want to and even teaches you the window of time where even when your body cannot get pregnant but a sperm can live long enough until you are able to be in your fertile window the, the proper timing for protected versus unprotected sex or abstaining and when done correctly is actually just as effective, if not more so, than hormonal birth control. And it teaches you what your risk window is. I'm not going to sit here and explain all of it in this episode, but I think every one, men included, should have to read a book like Taking Charge of Your Fertility when they're in school as children, as, you know, teenagers-ish probably, so that they can fully grasp it. But by understanding the female cycle, it can teach you so much about yourself and not just for pregnancy 
or avoiding it, but everything. As women, we run on a different cycle than men. Men's hormones fluctuate in a 24-hour cycle. Ours is a 28-day cycle on average, which matches with phases of the moon when your body is in a healthy state. Again, I can go into that in another episode in great detail at another time. But the thing about women is during menstruation, that is a time when we should be in reflection and in letting things go. We are literally shedding blood and shedding the things that are no longer serving us. This is a time for reflection and for letting things go. A time for quiet and stillness of meditation and cleansing. Whereas ovulation is when your egg releases and your body is now in its fertile state. It is now able to create a life. So ovulation is the time in a woman's cycle to create and be creative and to manifest and to create and bring into your life the things that you want to see in your life. It is a time of high energy and excitement and getting things done. And as women, as we learn our cycles, as we track our cycles, and we are able to honor our cycles with their ebbs and flows, with honoring the menstruation as a time of quiet and reflection, and honoring the time of ovulation as a time of creation and expansion, you can create so much magic in your life and have so much more control over how things go in your life as you line that up with your cycles. And again, a lot of birth controls now have the option to have no periods at all. They are turning off your ability to create. They are turning off your ability to properly manifest in this incredible fertility space that we have. Society has taught us that periods are something to be ashamed of, that our cycles are something that make us crazy and unable to make good decisions. Society teaches us that our cycles are a menace and a problem and something to dread. And it is oppressing us as women. It is changing the way that we view ourselves. It is changing the way we think about the world and the way we think about other women and the way we think about ourselves. And it is not in a good way. Birth control on every level is oppressing the physical, emotional, and spiritual capabilities that we as women were born with. We are goddesses that are meant to create and have the power to destroy as well. To destroy the old paradigms. To destroy the false beliefs and traditions. To destroy the oppressive nature that we have undergone for thousands of years. But we're 
giving our power away. Unknowingly, under the guise of it giving us power, we were told with birth control decades ago when it first came out that this was giving us power over our bodies when really it was taking away the power that our bodies have. Do you see? For thousands of years, women had red tents and moon lodges where all of them would have their cycle sync together. Before electricity, because electricity messes with our cycles too. Again, a whole other topic for another time. Before electricity, women would menstruate on a new moon and ovulate on a full moon. And they would have moon lodges and all menstruate together. They would sit in these lodges away from the men or they'd sit in their red tent away from the men and all bleed together. They would all release together the things that no longer served them. They would spend it in prayer and meditation and in bonding with their sisters, bonding through womanhood, honoring that sacred space of letting go and of cleansing, lining up with the moon, being so in tune with nature, which as women, we are meant to be in tune with nature, not fighting nature by suppressing our cycles or having our uteruses removed or other body parts of reproduction removed or chopped off or burned away or tied. Moon lodges and red tents were such a sacred space for women and we don't have that anymore. And not just because of electricity, There's many factors at play that affect a woman's cycle, especially today. Endocrine disruptors in our makeup products, in our skincare products, in our foods that we're eating, in the injections that we're taking, in the pollution in our air, and the things being sprayed on our produce endocrine disruptors that are messing with our cycles and then you're adding on top of that things like hormonal birth control that suppress it further our cycles are a mess and it's because we have been so oppressed for so long for decades and decades and passing that suppression on to our daughters without ever knowing that we're even being oppressed and suppressed in the first place because we're being told that we have power We have power to have birth control. We have power to choose when and if we get pregnant. We have power to end a pregnancy if we don't want it or did for a time. But in actuality, those things are actually taking our power away. And that's why I keep saying it's a sick, twisted system. That is how they work. And it's not just towards women. It's with everything. But they give you what they show what they teach you is a solution which is actually the very problem you were trying to avoid or overcome it's master trickery it is ultimate evil suppressing our power further by tricking us into thinking it's giving us power that it's actually taken away from us and we don't even know it I highly, 
recommend the book Taking Charge of Your Fertility for Everyone, as I said. It is truly life-changing when you learn everything that there is to know about a woman's cycle and how it works. And then once you know your cycles and you get into tracking and learning all about it and you see the patterns, you can start honoring that space better, like I was saying, by honoring your menstruation, by honoring your ovulation, by honoring the ebbs and flows in between those two states, by understanding better when you are fertile and when you're not so that you can make educated decisions and you can know when pregnancy is possible And when it's not, so that you have the freedom to choose to abstain or to use protection or to try and create a life with intention. It is so much more powerful, in my opinion, from my own experiences, to have a child conceived with pure intention where you know that this act is possibly able to create a life. And to go into it with that sacred intention of, I want to create this life at this time right now. And even if it doesn't happen, you know, the first month that you try or even the 20th month that you try, having that intention of creation is so much more powerful, I feel like, than when you are not trying to get pregnant and find out that you are pregnant. Intention is powerful. The energy we put into the things that we do is powerful. And as women, especially as creators of this universe, of creators of everything in existence, humanity would not exist without women's ability to create and to nurture and to have that tie to both the physical and the spiritual realm as mothers And as women in general, even if you never have children, your womb is still a sacred portal. As women, we were told that birth control gave women the empowerment of being able to freely have sex with whoever they wanted when they wanted. And yeah, of course, being on birth control so that you can't get pregnant, sure, makes it so that you can have as many partners as you want. But again, that idea of many, many partners, of being able to sleep around and doing so just for pleasure, oppresses women and takes our power away. The womb is a portal both coming into the physical and going into the spiritual. We are electromagnetic beings. And when you let a man enter you who is not of the purest intent for you, you are taking on all of his ill intents and absorbing them and taking them into your energetic space. And even on a physical perspective, science is now showing that any man who has ever ejaculated inside of you, his DNA is stored in your brain for decades after, possibly your entire life. Every man you allow into your sacred womb leaves a mark on you in ways that we cannot erase. 
So by teaching women that sleeping around gives you power, it's actually taking it away because you end up sleeping with people who just use you for pleasure or want to hurt you because that's their sick, twisted state. Obviously, rape is different. And as women, if we are raped, it is the one of the most grotesque offenses that we can possibly experience because our choice to have someone enter our womb is taken from us. And in those cases, it's different. But in general, oh, sorry, I'm really, really passionate about this stuff. In general, as women... We have so much power in who we choose to allow to enter into our sacred space. And instead, we are taught that our power is in allowing whoever, whenever to enter that space when really it's destroying us. It is making us sick. It is making us spiritually and emotionally and physically sick giving our power away to people because it gives us validation or because it gives us temporary pleasure. When if we instead are extremely choosy about how who we allow to enter us, about the type of man we allow into our sacred womb, it changes everything. And that is truly when we have power. If you allow a man to hit you and to hurt you and to scream at you and to tell you all of the reasons why you don't have worth and then you allow that man to enter you, you are literally taking those beliefs on. You are literally allowing that man to penetrate your soul with those disgusting, false beliefs and it becomes a part of you. Even if it's only on a subconscious level at first, it becomes a part of you. But instead, if you deny those kinds of people, if you deny that kind of space, if you deny men from entering you purely for pleasure, even if it's just for your pleasure, even so, you are still taking on that your body is only worthwhile for pleasure, that your worth is tied to pleasure and your ability to receive or give pleasure. And that is also taking your power away. So when you choose instead to have full control over who enters your womb, who is allowed to penetrate your soul, and you save that for the kind of man who sees you as the goddess that you are, and honors and worships the goddess that you are. It makes your power expand in ways that you can't even imagine. And it gives him power too for his own ability to create beautiful things when you have that intention for him as well. Because like I said, the womb is a two-way door. It goes in and out. Babies come out of you. Creation comes out of you. But it also goes into you and what you're able to create later. So when you use your power intentionally as a woman with that womb space, with a partner who honors and worships you, who loves you, and who is trying 
to do everything he can to help you to grow and expand and heal in every possible way that he can do so. That is where power is. Not in being able to just sleep around and not get pregnant. There's no power in that. Sometimes it feels that way for a moment, but in actuality, it empties you. It drains you. It destroys your soul piece by piece. Sexual encounter by sexual encounter, it destroys you until you're hollow inside. And then you're stuck in that vicious cycle because those few moments of connection with somebody, even if it's just for pleasure, fill you in some temporary way that only lasts momentarily and then you're left hollow all over again, but even more hollow than before. Whereas when you are intentional with your womb space and like I said, are only choosing partners who truly have the best of intentions for you and are honoring and loving you. That is where your power is. That makes you heal if you need healing sexually. That helps you. I shouldn't say makes you. That helps you to heal sexually from things that may have hurt you in the past from relationships where you allowed someone into your space that really didn't deserve to have that space. And I just want to say, your worth does not ever change because of who has been in your space. Your worth does not change. You are always worthy of love. You are always worthy to take your power back. You are always deserving of the ability to have peace in your soul. And that does not change because a man was inside of you that did not have good intentions, whether you allowed it or it was taken against your will. Your worth does not ever change. And I hope you really feel that. I wish that my 20-year-old self would have known that. And I hope that anyone listening can feel that that's true. Your worth does not change. Even if you've had 500 partners in the past and you decide today to take your power back, your worth does not change. But please take your power back. Please stop giving it to a system that doesn't actually care about you. Please stop giving it to a system who lies to you and tricks you into thinking it's giving you power when really it's taking more of it away. We went from moon lodges. I'm going back to my original thought here. I didn't write any of this down. I'm just sharing from my heart this episode. We went from moon lodges and red tents and women birthing with women, surrounded by women that they have spent their lives with, their childhood, their teenage years transitioning into womanhood, women that they have grown with, women that are, are older and experienced, the crows, the mothers surrounding the maidens as they transition into motherhood being surrounded by midwives and doulas, people 
or not people, but women experienced in birthing. We went from that to what we have today. And what we've had for hundreds of years now, you know, if, even if you go back and look at how things were during like Louis the Fourteenth, women were being told to birth on their backs for the first time because he wanted to watch the women he impregnated give birth in a way that was more easily viewable for him. It was never about the comfortability of the woman. It was about the man's convenience. And in that time period, they would give women mercury for cramps. They would give women mercury on their periods. They would give women mercury if they felt anxiety or depression. They gave women mercury for everything. And all of the men, all of the doctors were men because women weren't allowed at that time. They burned all the women with medical knowledge and called them witches because they didn't need a medical degree to treat women. They didn't need a medical degree to cure people. They were using the plants that grew in their own yards to heal people. And the men in the medical industry were spending 15 years to learn how to bleed you and give you mercury and then killing you and then blaming it on the illness instead of the procedures that they just did. And people were so afraid of doctors, they were going to the, to the herbalists with no medical training. They were going to the women in their neighborhoods. They were going to the midwives. They were going to the old widows who would just pull weeds out of their yard and make a tea and say, drink this, and they would be better. And the men that were spending all of this time and money in the medical system to learn something that didn't actually help anybody was part of why the women were burned. That is part of why women have been oppressed because the men in that time period were angry at the time that they wasted and it was an ego trip. If they could get rid of the competition, they were the only ones people could go to and therefore they could make their money and they could feel justified for wasting 15 to 20 years of their life in school to learn something that never really helped anyone at all. And of course, giving all of those women mercury for every female ailment or emotional issue made them very weak and frail, which is where the misconception that women are weak and frail came from in the first place. They were being poisoned by large doses of mercury to the point that they couldn't really do much of anything, especially noble women. They were laying around all day because they were too weak from all the mercury to actually do anything. They've, we've been oppressed for so long by men in white coats. Men who thought that they knew our bodies better than we knew our bodies. And in some ways we allowed it. We gave our power away by trusting in a system that was never meant to be for our best benefit. It was for theirs. So we went from midwives and red tents and moon lodges to birth control and abortion being our options and to hospitals where they rip our babies out of us and tell us it was medically necessary when really the highest rate of C-sections are at 4 p.m. and 10 p.m., which is during the major shift changes at a hospital. You are being given C-sections because it is more convenient for the doctors and nurses and not actually in the best interest of you and your child. There is an excellent documentary that goes into this called The Business of Being Born, and it will make you furious. This is why I chose home birth with my son. 
This is why I'm choosing home birth again. Hospitals have their place in birth, don't get me wrong. There are circumstances where they're needed. And especially today in a world where so many women are being oppressed through hormonal birth control that messes with their fertility and their cycles and hormones and being told that they can, they're supposed to gain all of this weight that actually is not healthy for you or the baby and are eating tons and tons of junk food filled with endocrine disruptors. We have a lot more health problems today in pregnancy than at any other time in history because our power is being taken away on every level. And so then you have things like gestational diabetes, which did not exist 100 years ago, and preeclampsia, which was super, super rare, but was more often amongst nobility because their diets were worse. They ate a lot more junk and cakes and candy and white flowers than peasants did or serfs did. The serfs were actually eating healthier in a lot of cases than the nobility was at that time. But anyway, hospitals do have their place. There are special circumstances where being birthed under the care of a medical professional or needing an actual emergency C-section is needed, but it is still extremely rare. And is why, as women, we need to learn what our other options are on every level. We need to learn what our options are for fertility outside of birth control. We need to learn our options with birth outside of a hospital and outside of all of these interventions that lead to more interventions. It is such a cycle, and that documentary goes into it. I'll give an example. When you're... In labor, often a mother's contractions will slow down if they've been in labor a long time as a way to allow the mother to rest, to regain her spirits, to um, emotionally collect herself and get some sleep because labor is an arduous process. In a hospital setting, if your contractions slow down, they don't give you the rest. They give you Pitocin, which creates unnatural contractions that are harder. They come faster with less breaks in between, which puts a lot of stress on the baby, which can also make the contractions far more painful, which then leads to an epidural. And an epidural makes it so you cannot feel your body from the waist down. And when you can't feel your body from the waist down, you can't feel when your body's telling you it's time to push and you instead have to be coached by somebody, which can increase your instance of tears or internal damage can also put more stress on the baby because you might be pushing at a time when the baby really isn't in a proper pushing position. Not to mention that most hospitals make you birth on your back, which is the most ineffective way, the most counterintuitive way to birth. And the epidural can also slow down baby's heart rate and breathing. And they don't tell you that stuff. So then you have these super hard contractions, which can affect heart rate and breathing, and then an epidural, which can affect heart rate and breathing, and then boom, you're whisked into the ER for an emergency C-section, being told that your baby's heart rate dropped and their oxygen levels dropped, and they need to be taken out immediately. And what they won't tell you is the procedures they gave you to get your contractions to move along faster or to start back up again when they've taken a break is why you needed a C-section in the first place. 
And if they would have just left you alone to rest, to eat, to drink fluids, to walk around, to dance, to float in water or take a shower, go for a walk, whatever it is that you need to do until your body's ready again. Instead of allowing you to birth on your and baby's time, they force you through procedures to speed things up, which is unnatural, hurts you and the baby, and eventually makes it so the baby's ripped out of you, which is a major procedure, by the way, that they try and write off is not a big deal, but it's a big freaking deal. And has, again, whole other episode topics I could go into here. And leaves you with a traumatic birth that traumatizes your body. And you're told that without the doctors, you you or your baby or both of you could have died. When in actuality, if you'd been left alone, 9.8 times out of 10, you guys would have been perfectly fine. It might have taken an extra day of labor, but you and the baby would have been perfectly healthy and fine. But the medical system's never going to tell you that. Documentaries like The Business of Being Born will tell you that. Learning about things like hypnobirthing and the actual physiology of the birthing body and how it works and how it affects baby and how to work with your body and with your baby to avoid the fear, tension, pain syndrome, which also creates the failure to progress. So it's the FTP cycle. And that by trusting your birthing body, by trusting your baby, by learning how to take your power back and birth can have the kind of birth that you and your baby deserved in the first place. One where you are in full control of how it goes as much as you can control birth. Cause obviously birth is such a complicated process physically, emotionally, and spiritually, but you have more of a say in a hospital. They take your say away. They tell you, Oh, if you're here in the hospital, you have to follow our policies You're not able to follow your intuition of what you and baby need. You are denied food in a lot of cases. You are denied the ability to move around in a lot of cases. You are denied the ability to to change positions or use a birthing stool or to give birth in water. Your power is being taken away from you during the most sacred creation and portal experience that you can have as a woman. As a birthing mother, it's taken from you and you're told, oh no, you can't do that here. Which again is why I'm such a huge proponent for home birth. You have so much power in home birth to control where you labor and how you labor. And surrounded by only those you want there. People that have been spending all of their time with you. A midwife for a home birth is the same midwife from your first appointment to your last. And every appointment's about an hour. You really get to know that person. They really get to know you. And you are with people who know you and who know your body. Whereas in a more medicalized pregnancy and birth situation, You have a doctor at every appointment that's different. And each appointment lasts 10 or 15 minutes. They run a bunch of tests and then they send you home. And when you're in the hospital, you have a different doctor or a different nurse depending on the shift. Everybody's changing. Everyone's coming in and out. These people don't know you. They don't know your body. They don't know your pregnancy the way that you and someone who's been with you for all of it knows you. 
It's taking your power away. It's making it so that these medical professionals get all of this say in what happens to you and your body during birth that don't even know you. Home birth helps prevent so much of that. Even a birthing center helps prevent prevent so much of that. Having the same person working with you the entire time, having your partner at your appointments with you or your mother or other women that you feel comfortable with attending your birth that know you and can create a space of comfortability and peace and relaxation have such higher positive healthy birth outcomes than a woman thrown into a room with bright lights with a bunch of strangers poking and prodding at her most sensitive and private areas of her body and then telling her what to do. Makes sense though, doesn't it? To be in a space that makes you feel perfectly at peace in your own home where you control the lighting, where you control the music, where you control who actually gets to attend your birth versus being in a strange place where they make all the rules and they tell you how to do it, of course the home birth's going to be more successful. You have your power there. In the hospital, they're taking your power away. Some hospitals, I will admit, are getting better about this. People are advocating for themselves more. People are talking to their doctors about their their wishes for birth and then they can choose whether or not to keep that doctor or fire that doctor and get a new one or are choosing to birth at a dis- different hospital that'll say allows a birthing stool and allows birth pools that is happening because women are starting to understand how much of our power has truly been taken away under the guise of better health care when really it's worse care It's more convenient for money-making, sure, but not for you as a woman. Hypnobirthing taught me that. Hypnobirthing taught me the options that I have as a woman when it comes to birthing and even for how and who to seek care from during pregnancy. With the Roe versus Wade case being overturned, so many are angry about this removal of federal protection for abortion and feel like our power is being taken away. Whereas I feel like this is giving us the opportunity as women to actually see the truth of all of the ways that we as women are being oppressed for just being a woman by the system a system that does not love you, does not care about you, and is using you for their own financial gain and convenience. Now is the time for the resurgence of the wise woman, of the woman that has not been around for decades because of the oppressions that we've been under. It is time that we as women learn all of the ways we can take our power back and teach it to all of the women in our lives, teach it to our mothers and our grandmothers so that they too can take their power back in the ways that they can and they can teach the women in their lives. We have the chance right now as women to completely flip the script and take our power back in ways that have been needed to be taken back for thousands of years We have options, so many more than we're taught about. 
There are so many herbs that you can take in addition to tracking cycles to help control whether or not you get pregnant. There are so many herbs you can take to help you if you're losing a baby that you want to keep because your body is weak. Or there are herbs you can take that if the baby is sick and unviable but your body isn't expelling it that can help you to expel it. This is knowledge that has been lost for generations because instead we've been pushed into these other procedures, things like abortion, which are pretty barbaric in a lot of ways, depending on how far along you are, that actually endanger mother, make it so that the mother cannot have children later, that can hurt the, the child inside of them because they do feel pain, and there's just so many things. It's The abortion topic is huge. And I know everyone has their opinions on it. And I know my own feelings on it. But the the personal feelings are irrelevant. The point is, there are so many ways you can take your power back, including controlling your fertility, controlling whether or not you're pregnant or stay pregnant that have been suppressed that we don't know about or have not been taught about, but they're out there. There are those of us who know these things. There are those of us studying these things and learning these things and taking our power back and empowering other women with this knowledge. Now is your time as a woman or as a man who loves women and wants to see them thrive. Now is the time to take our power back through knowledge, through educating ourselves on the truth, by educating ourselves on the history of birth on educating ourselves on the history of cycles and fertility and on the power of sacred sex versus sex with whoever now is the time to take our power back to become wise women because no one else is going to do it for us and history is showing us that Society is not in a place to teach us. We have to teach ourselves, and that is how we get power, more power than we have. That is how we take back the power that's been unknowingly or even willingly given or taken. If anyone listening would like some resources or some suggestions of books to read, documentaries to watch, because there are so many I could recommend for all of this on different ways that we as women or or supporters of women that want to educate the women in their lives to teach you the ways that you can take your power back, to teach you how you can have more control and more say over your own freaking body because it is your body. And we need to learn our bodies. We need to respect our bodies. We need to understand our bodies instead of being told that our bodies are inherently flawed or inconvenient or gross or something to be ashamed of. Now is the time for the resurgence of the wise woman. Now is the time for you to truly empower yourself and the women in your life that you love with knowledge so that you can do things differently, so that you can exit this toxic, sick, 
twisted system that is not there to help us, but is there to help themselves. The more you learn, the more power you can have, the more power you can take back, and the more you can exit that system. No one is going to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. Commit now to learning these things for yourself. Be willing to do what is necessary to take your power back. Now is the time for these things. Now more than ever. We are creators. And we can only create as well as we understand creation. We can change this world into something truly magical and special and powerful. But it starts with you. Not everyone else, but you. As you change yourself, it will ripple out into everyone around you and they will start to change too. We have to be the change that we wish to see in the world. If you want to see women stop being oppressed, you have to stop allowing yourself to be oppressed. You have to fully take back your power in every sense. I hope this episode was helpful and informative so that you have some tools now and some knowledge to do more research for yourself and to start learning for yourself and advocating for yourself so that you can have that power, so that you can be that change. Now is not a time to be fighting amongst ourselves and hating each other and berating each other and taking our anger and rage and putting it on other people. We need to be instead channeling that rage and instead channeling these differing of views into something more productive and healing and growth-inspiring. Take that rage and use it to be the fuel under your butt to actually do things differently and to exit the system. Use that rage to educate everyone around you what their real options are for for different things as a woman. Use that rage on a local level in politics. Elect people that are educated on these things or run for office yourself as you get educated. The real changes politically, I feel like, are on a local level. We got to start from the bottom and work our way up. And if we can't even control or have a say in what's going on in our own town, how are we supposed to change things for an entire country? You got to start small and work your way up. So choose people that are in the know. Choose people that are actually going to listen to the community and honor the community and are not in it for for their own gain or popularity or whatever. We have that power. We just have to take it back. The resurgence of the wise woman is now. Now is the time to become the wise woman. 
and to help all the other women around you to become wise women too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nature Nerd Knowledge Podcast. I love you. I am grateful for you. I am grateful for the hard things going on in the world because of the beautiful opportunities for knowledge and growth that is providing right now. I encourage all of you to take it for what it is and use it to grow, to use it to heal, and to use it to make the changes that we so desperately need. It starts with you.